0: Hey everybody, you're listening to Big Things with Zach Me. and on today's episode I sit down with model and actor Miguel Perdomo. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the theme song. <laughs> Okay, welcome everybody to Big Things with Zach Miko. As always, I am your host, Zach Miko, and I'm in Australia right now, guys. I mean, I'm not in it right now. Again, I'm recording this before I leave for Australia because I'm being, you know, proactive and and responsible and all that fun stuff. But right now when you're listening to this, I'm in Australia, and I'm super pumped about it. I'm assuming. But you guys know, because chances are Australia has Wi-Fi, and I've been posting about it and telling you. But anyway, we have a fantastic, incredible show for you guys. I've been trying to get him on this show for a long time, and it finally worked out. Model Miguel Perdomo's sitting down with us. Guys, he's one of the absolute OGs of the big and tall world. He's been modeling forever, and he's such a good friend of mine, such a hard worker, such a badass so without further ado ladies and gentlemen my interview with Miguel Perdone. Ladies and gentlemen, I am sitting here with one of the OGs of the big and tall modeling world, Miguel Perdomo, everybody. What's going on? <laughs> my
1: brother, Zach. Thank you, man. I thank know. you for
0: having me. Did I still fuck up your name? No. No, you're good. Cool. We re-recorded re- this like five times, guys. That's I- all right. <laughs> Miguel Perdomo. I don't know why that that is hard for my very white face to say. No, you're but fine. It-
1: <laughs> you're fine. You did good.
0: Exactly. Thank you, brother. Oh, man. So let's start at the very beginning. So... Uh, yeah. Where are you from originally, brother?
1: I'm originally from Patterson, New Jersey.
0: Nice. Same as my, same as our, our good friend Chris Collins. That's right. Yeah, big bro. Exactly. You guys kind of came up together through the thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he actually, he's the one that put that, that, that thought in my head. Like, you should be a model. I was like, no, man.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> I was like, I'm boxing. I don't want to. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> You're like, I'm busy. No, it's funny. Chris is one of those guys. Like, he just. He's one of those guys that when he tells you you can do something, you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, shit, I must be able to because this guy doesn't fuck around. So if he's saying it, it's like it means it's real. I
1: know when he told me, I was like, "Mm." but I mean, it's funny. A lot of people told me in the past, but then when he told me, it's kind of like, all right, it's official. If He tells me. No, exactly.
0: There's people that are just doing it to blow smoke. And then Chris tells you and you're like, oh, shit, I can do this. Okay, cool. I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. (laughs) Exactly. Because I know at that time he was doing he was the Face of Polo, he was yeah. doing everything for yeah, them. Yeah. And um, I
1: caught him. I caught it. It's funny. I caught him in Thanksgiving. Uh, we had went to the, uh, what was it? The Thanksgiving football tournament. And because, uh, you know, he went to Kennedy High School and that's my rival school. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to Eastside. So, of course, I caught him there because his family, his whole family was there. So I was like, oh, there go Chris. And then we, exactly. you know, that's how we chopped it up. And he was telling me, you know, at that time, like, you should be a model. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I, think I know.
0: About it. It's so funny. That's the thing about modeling in general. its It's some people pursue it, but for most of us, it was just kind of like. Not handed to us, but But someone's like, yeah, you got to do this now. And I was like, oh, because no one no no one's like, oh, I'm going to be a model like you think you are. But especially for guys, I feel like some girls dream of it. But for guys, it's different. Mm -hmm. I feel like every guy who got into modeling like professionally was just randomly picked one day. It was somebody. Exactly.
1: That's how it happens. They didn't didn't scout me out at all. No, I had a curly kit before, man. It was like, what the fuck are you wearing? (laughs) Uh, you know, you want to do this, you got to cut that shit off. I was like, I ain't cutting it off.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, you kept it for a little while in your early stuff. So, like, yeah. who, who, who was some of your first clients when you started? Because I know you, you worked for Sean John a lot.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. My first client was Fat Farm.
0: Fat Farm? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Are then, they still
1: around? No, no,
0: not. I, I mean. Guy, sort I, I of. Think, yeah, they, they I like the like marshals I see, and shit. I was going to say, I feel like I see them at the... The discount Marshalls rack, i have like, oh shit! And it's like, and it's sh- they're still selling through this inventory. <laughs> yeah, and this
1: shit's still on clearance. Exactly, it's been on clearance since day one.
0: Oh man!
1: So yeah, I mean, when I when I was shooting them, of course, they you know they were the shit because that's when Fat Farm started branding themselves, totally. Russell Simmons and oh yeah, Lee. Yeah. So you know that's like when that whole shit started. But it was it was dope, man. It was a great experience, and that check solidified my position in my way. <laughs>
0: I know. Exactly.
1: I was like fucking 2500 for this shit. Oh, I hell know. Yeah. I
0: know. The first time you get a check like that, you're just kind of like, especially cuz that's the thing for like for modeling, my, like one day check is what I was making in like Two to three weeks beforehand, a job, and yeah. I was working hard. I was like yeah. working, you know, sixty hours a week to make that in like three weeks, and all of a sudden they're just like, "Here you go." I know you've been here for like six hours. I know. And that's that's so what I'm
1: saying. It's like so. Then you know, guys like us, we think about it. We're like, "Nah, fuck that." I ain't working on forty hours. But that's how it is. You know, this industry is up and down. You know, it's crazy. I know,
0: and it's and you do you go back and forth. Like that's the thing. It's not. Can, it, it's a very inconsistent world like you're hot for a second and mm-hmm. you're working all the time then it kind of just goes away for like sometimes even years at a time and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're hot again and yeah. it's like okay cool I guess this is back to what I'm doing yeah like, go
1: back to around yeah.
0: exactly you. Uh, now you weren't always doing big and tall stuff because when you and Chris first started I feel like you kind of started pre the whole like when fashion got real, like, heroin chic and wanted guys to be, like, crazy, crazy thin. Oh, yeah, So yeah. you guys were still, you like, you guys were, were standard straight models at the time. but yeah,
1: crackhead mode.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but you guys, you know, you were always bigger. You are always muscly, and you are always, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, grown man shape rather yeah, yeah. than, like, no, a really no, no. svelte thing that, that they got into after a while. Yeah. And um, so how was it? How did it what, when, when did it get to the point where... <laughs> like when they started using Like the heroin chic thing That you started being like Oh I'm not I'm, You want me to do big and tall now?
1: Yeah the, yeah. I was asking them a long time ago They was like nah It's not your time yet yeah, yeah. Your time. But I mean I remember It was like, uh, like around 2008, 2009 That's when I I literally died out Like for yeah, real really. But, but it was crazy though cause, Because that year 2009 I lost my best friend So when I lost him It was kind of like I don't want to do this shit no more Jeez
0: man like, I'm sorry about that
1: oh, Thanks man it was, I was like literally messed up in the head. I didn't even go to his funeral. I still feel bad to this because I didn't want to see him in no damn cast. Dude, no,
0: that's, that's special. it's tough. It's, it's tough. tough. And I feel like you can't judge people for the way they grieve because yeah. shit is different. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's tough, man.
1: And then at the same time, that's when Sean John uh, did he call me? I remember he calls me, hey, uh just want to let you know, man, Hedge up. I sold the company. Said, the fuck you mean you sold the company? And he's like, yeah, I, I sold it to Macy's. Like, I'm done. I'm not doing fashion anymore. <laughs> Jesus. So then I and walk. that was
0: like your main bread and butter guy. Yeah, yeah. so
1: then I walked into the office on Monday and, every, and I see the whole team packing this shit up. And I'm like, oh man, that that shit just broke me down. So I just went to Miami for like a month. Yeah. And I was in Miami like figuring shit out, like what, what I'm going to do next, should I go to LA? Should I go come back to New York? I know. And then um, who was the one that called me? Uh, Well, yeah, Puff calls me. He's like, yo, we're going to go to LA. You should come out. I was like, all right, cool, I'll go. And then he's like, we're going to do one more shoot just for shits and giggles or whatever. So, and then we shot, we shot uh, the underwear stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Nelly, of course, he used Nelly. He didn't even use my shit. <laughs> I
0: was like, I don't care. Cut the check, man. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Isn't that funny? Like, I feel like most of the work I've done as a model, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. I have no idea where any of these pictures go.
1: I know. And but then I tell people, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, you didn't
0: do it. I'm like, I, I know. I'm like, I, no, I did. I mean, I got paid for it. I haven't seen it. Like, yeah. I worked for, I did. Three different shoots for dockers. I've <laughs> never seen a photo. Like, I've just, I'm just, they obviously have to be out there because yeah. they wouldn't book me three times in order to do it. It's just really funny. Like, it's just, yeah. I don't even know what they're using it for. For all I know, it's, and that's the thing. Sometimes you're doing stuff and they're not even going to use it in the States. It's all overseas stuff. And they're just like, yeah, this is for, you know, Macy's China and this is what you're, <laughs> that's yeah. why we're shooting you're like oh okay cool
1: exactly I, I mean I, it's funny I see your stuff all the time but you don't see
0: it I know I, I miss it my, like my mom gets mad about it my mom goes into like so So you and I both work for Target a lot mm-hmm. and my mom has been going into like the hometown Target for, for three years and hasn't seen anything <laughs> <She's> <laughs> and I'm just like I know it happens and she'll like send me a picture of you or of uh, Kelvin Davis and be like the other guys are here again you still know you and yeah. I'm like yeah I don't know it happens. We'll see, me. We.
1: Yeah, but I see you all the time. Though it's funny, especially in a bonobole shoot. I went to uh to a casting for them uh, like two weeks ago. Nice. And I was like, oh yeah, you yeah, know my boy Zach. They're like, yeah, we love Zach. I was like, yeah, I love Zach too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, We need to
0: boogers <laughs> together. Exactly. No, <laughs> they've been doing they've been doing great with uh, big and tall stuff. So I mm-hmm. think they're very very happy with it. Which I keep telling every brand, every brand that yeah. starts doing big and tall, it's time always mm-hmm. does well. And then they're always surprised. And I'm <laughs> always just like, I, guys, there's more than half of the country is big and tall. Yeah. Like, the average waist size for a dude in america and that's just, i'm not making up numbers like from the center of disease control is 40 inches so oh, yeah. like a size 40 yeah. and everyone stops at a 38 so it's uh, like so right off the bat you're just telling half the country like nah you can't have it pretty much it's just silly i think it's so silly i was it like is. why would you just limit it that way yeah.
1: and they already used to that custom that they state you know, they put that staple a long time ago so. yeah they, that's what they used to.
0: I know. It's still... The, the, the whole fashion industry is still... I mean, there's been a lot of progression, obviously, um, in the last couple of years. You and life's and bank accounts can attest to that. It's oh, gotten yeah. a lot better. Oh, yeah. But um, it's one of those things where it's 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 still so, so much farther. And there's still a lot of that really old-school mentality in yeah. the fashion industry of, of people... Being like, no, 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 no. this is what a supermodel looks like. You have to do this. And I'm like, well, no one is buying her clothes. I don't know what to do. (laughs) It's like, no one can fit in her clothes. It's cool that it it fits her. Yeah, Yeah, same with the guys. And like a lot of the the most successful male models out right now, uh, you and I are double their weights, literally. Like they're like 130 pound guys. And it's not, I'm not saying they're not handsome, they're great dudes. It's just like, You know the average American guy can't aspire to that. I'm like, yeah. I, I was 130 pounds when I was nine. Like, I'm never gonna Shame. be that. I'm never Shame. gonna be that small again. I, yeah, it was
1: the same for me around there. I was, yeah, I think like 11. I, exactly. I, I, I was just like, like oh, I shot up, quick.
0: I broke 100 at like 7 And my dad's like Oh shit Okay He's gonna be big He's gonna be a big dude <laughs> well, My dad was used to it He's he's also 6 foot 6 And has always been a big guy so Oh you like, Yeah of course He knew He knew there was no hope From the beginning <laughs> Oh man We'll oh, see that in there. No, ex- exactly. No, it's much actually, um I'll keep, uh, knock on wood. I had just had a client, I won't say who, asked uh asked about my dad. And they're like, How oh, well, old? your you know, what's your dad look like? I was like, Oh, ho, 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 if you, <laughs> you use my dad in a dad, I'll be so happy. Hell yeah. So we'll see. That's goals. I think he's a handsome guy. for oh,
1: sure, man. You came out good, man. Exactly. Sure, come on, man.
0: No, exactly, exactly. Um, so you said you so you went to the high school that was rivaled to Chris, Chris Collins. Yeah. So you you know, you grew up kind of knowing who he was and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um He also
1: so dated my sister too. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Well then he definitely then he definitely know who he is. Yeah, I know. He used to be in my house all the time.
0: Oh my god. I used to be,
1: who the hell does this do, man? Just putting his feet up on the couch. I don't even know this cat,
0: man. <laughs> but it was cool. Oh, it's funny. I always joke with Chris because Chris has a twin brother, who, yeah, who does Sean. not model. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, like,
1: but his funny thing is he tried. And, did he? And I think he got like, like two ads or something like that. I'm sure he did. Well, I mean, his
0: I, I've met his brother. He's a super handsome guy. But like Chris, he, like
1: went off. Of, oh, of course, yeah. Because Chris, you know, body wise, he was already like that that guy. So yeah, his yeah, brother yeah. a always his brother's way way muscular. He's a football player, yeah, yeah. you know, so, you No,
0: know. oh, exactly. But, uh, how how do you think it like the whole modeling industry? So. So you started way before I did. Um, and so you saw the evolution of as I said going from oh yeah from like crackhead. like an athletic sized guy like you and Chris mm-hmm. down to like ultra ultra skinny. And now we're still in that, but now we're having a whole subset of bigger guys again coming in.
1: Of course. Yeah, I mean, they is it's, it's funny cuz fashion always comes around. It always comes back around, but I don't think like big and tall is leaving. Anytime soon, because
0: absolutely, not. and like, and we have so many clients. You could tell at the beginning because really, about three years ago is when it started to start the upswing started again, mm-hmm. and I think. Even then, everyone was kind of like, well, we'll try this out. We're not sure. They thought it was, like, kind of a fad. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> now, and now they're now just they like, oh, great. wow. It's not. It's the only thing saving some retail businesses. Oh, of course. Is that they're going into extended sizes.
1: Of course, because these little guys, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not, no offense to you guys, but you guys are done, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> guys exactly. coming. We're coming for you. We're coming for all of y'all.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but also, I think it's a different culture. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I like about doing these big and tall shoots is... We're all guys who have worked our whole lives, yeah. who have done who've done every job imaginable, have worked our whole lives. And a lot of these super high fashion, like these young skinny guys, they're scouted when they're 16 years old, when they're 15 years old, and they right. start working at 16. Right. And then like, you know, they they're named model of the year at 19 years old. And you're just like by, by <laughs> Teen Summit. And I'm like, Exactly. What is, what is and you just on? and you're just kind of like, man, these guys you know a lot of them are great dudes again, but I'm like, they will never know what it was like. Like you and they don't know what it's like to put in a full day's work. Yeah, I think yeah. that's why like being on big and tall sets is so much fun because every guy there is so fucking grateful yeah, <laughs> that yeah. they are doing this of course. <laughs> the idea of uh, the smell of fresh cut grass and um <laughs> and like stale beer is still way too fresh in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Of, <laughs> for course. Me of course, to take any of this for granted yeah. I'm telling
1: you we we have the I think we have one of the greatest jobs on earth. Yeah. yeah. Like, no. I love doing this.
0: I totally I totally agree. I remember you and I were shooting for PVH once and we went up and so for one you go there they cater two meals a day. So you show up <laughs> there's a catered breakfast. Yeah. And I remember I did something about like I was putting something on my plate and I'm just like, "Ah, oh, man, they always have these like Apple rings with almond butter, and I was like yeah. complaining about something, and then I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> like, I'm yeah. getting. It was like a reality check. I'm like, "Do not get complacent." Like, yeah. You, yeah. I was like, "You were buying breakfast from a cart yesterday." Exactly. And that's crazy. You were getting a small coffee and a buttered roll, and that's, going to work.
1: It was like, and who knows where that butter roll is from? Like,
0: <laughs> all those little like New York uh, breakfast carts, where you're just like, I don't know where you got this food. Yeah, exactly. I don't know anything Probably about it. Somebody trunk. It. Exactly. Well, you I'll take know. it. I don't know how, like, I've seen people make croissants, but yours are like four times the size and dense. And I was like, I don't know how you make this, but I'm going to eat it. I'll be very happy about it.
1: (laughs) That's exactly how I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm going to eat it. Uh I'll let you know how it is after.
0: No, exactly. Exactly, exactly. Um, So when things started kind of swinging up again Mm -hmm. into, like, the big and tall market, who would you say was, like, the first couple brands that started popping on again?
1: Oh, I mean, for me, and, uh, well, I would say for me, it was Rochester Big and Tall. Yeah, yeah. Before. And That's before. That's previously, yeah, yeah. and then they moved over to DXL. Yeah. And that was the first company, my introduction, actually, to Big and Tall. Because yeah, yeah I, was, yeah, I was never doing Big and Tall before. I was well, just doing a l- jobs here and there.
0: And for a long time before they started using actually, like, bigger, younger guys, mm-hmm. I feel like Big and Tall was where this dude was a straight model, and, like, the 80s <laughs> and right. now he's now he's like you know 55 plus so they're gonna put him in the big and tall because for a long time it was just gray-haired guys like yeah. going in there and doing it and which is great and again they like they work you know they're fantastic like there's one guy i always work with uh, greg avadon mm-hmm. he's amazing yeah, yeah. And, and like he's also like the most ripped dude i've ever met in my entire life By his age yeah he's in his late 50s now and he just recently did a shoot where he uh, he was on the cover of Men's Health 25 years ago, and then he did he recreated that photo for Men's Health again. He looks better at like 55 years old than he ever did when he was 20. That's, like, crazy. that's how it is. That's how
1: it is. Yeah, I mean, we we lucky, man. We in this business is uh is longevity for us.
0: It definitely is, and that's we we have we're very because I remember asking Chris when I first got into it. Chris kind of took me on as like a mentor mm-hmm. in the very beginning because for my first shoot ever, he was there. My first, or not my first non-target shoot, I should say, because yeah. I, you know, I started off doing target ecom, which was great, but I'm just by myself on a set. He was like the first model I worked with, mm-hmm. and you oh, know, so he I, popped a cherry exactly. And I <laughs> asked him, I was just like, so how long have you been doing this? And He's like, mm, twenty years. I was like, what? You could do that this long? And he goes, yeah, if you're if, if you're good at it. And I was yeah. like,
1: this is great. Yeah, of course. Huh? And it's
0: true. It's because we do have it's it could be as long as you're a pleasure to work with and you do good work that's right we have we as big and tall models have a lot longer longevity than like a lot of these young high fashion guys Mm -hmm. because these young high fashion guys again they start at 16 years old when their bodies start to change that's i mean it's a big change like
1: i started late man they started at 16 i started like at 19
0: Yeah, no, and and that's the thing is back then that was super late to start.
1: Exactly, and I wasn't scouted or nothing. I just walked into an agency, worked my way out each agency. I had maybe like, you know, back then I had like maybe like a good seven or eight agencies. Jeez. I know. It was
0: crazy. I know. That's so fun. Well, that's it's still like that. Like Mm. I got lucky getting signed by IMG because I'll look at the other guys who work a lot and I'll even just go to their Instagram and it'll be like, signed it. This agency in NYC, this one in Miami, this one in Paris. <laughs> it's like every city. They were like, "This is my rep for this area," yeah, and it's yeah. like, "Yeah, no, it's it's, it's crazy. Man. It was it was crazy. That was also because the internet wasn't as big of a thing as it was, so people yeah. weren't seeing cross references of everything. No, no. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. I'm telling you, when when MySpace came, that's what made me like more of a of a public eye guy. Like now, like you know, that, that made you can say that made my career a little bit more way better because that was like the first internet wave. Totally. My space was like, Oh, what was the
0: first thing where like the like models and and actors and artists were speaking directly to people? Like that's, what's cool about social media is now we're just talking directly to people Mm -hmm. rather than you hearing stuff about us, hearing something in an interview, hearing something, this, it's like, no, I mean you go on your Instagram every day and just be like, Hey, this is what's going on today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. you know, I'm, I'm always
1: joking around. You know I me. Mean.
0: Oh, my God. What did I see you joking about yesterday? Oh, there's something about mac and cheese. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> You were yeah. talking all
1: about. I tell you, you got to have like a good eight years experience. Exactly. Before we can eat it. If not, well, I'm not eating it.
0: Oh, yeah. We're recording this pre-Thanksgiving, by the way, everybody. Right. Even though it's coming out way after Thanksgiving, just so it's y'all up, know.
1: Man. I'm thinking about food. Well, well, it's
0: exactly. It's <laughs> on my mind. See, for me, is like mac and cheese was not a thing. Like, we didn't have mac and cheese at like Thanksgiving or anything like that. But then I married a girl from Georgia, and that's all she talks about. She's like, Thanksgiving is we have to have mac and cheese. And like, who's making the mac and cheese?
1: I'm telling you, it's top secret.
0: It's super secret, and they're super serious. And then, like, I remember the first time she made me real mac and cheese because, like, I, I grew up on, you know, Crafts blue block that box the blue box stuff, yeah. And I was like, Yeah, you pour in the water, and then you pour the orange powder on it, yeah. and <laughs> that's not real. No, it's not at all. That's like rubber, it is. I, don't know, I used to get the ones that were like shaped like cartoon characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, nah, I know, I know.
1: Trust me, I used to eat those all the time. I'm like, I know this is not real cheese, but okay,
0: no, exactly. It, it
1: gets the job done,
0: exactly. Now, even though you're from Patterson, you're uh Dominican, yes, by right. by uh. D- both parents heritage, yeah. heritage yeah. I guess you think I'm like yeah, looking for the right mom. term yeah, yeah, both no. mom and dad Dominican but Yeah both of them are Dominican Exactly so and you spend a lot of time in DR too
1: Yeah I go I go I try to go once a year you know when I can it's just you know it's, it's been crazy for us lately so
0: No no worries like how do time. they handle like the last season of hurricanes and whatnot cuz I know they got they didn't get hit bad as PR but they mm-hmm. got hit
1: Yeah they still recovering from the last time Yeah st- I mean it was already like you talking about a country that's already like, we, like, have, like, you could say it's half middle class, and then the rest is poverty. It's yeah, the, totally. The rich class is very small. There's maybe, like, a 20% of yeah. the whole country is rich, and then everybody else is middle class, and then you got poverty. Totally. And then the people that was already living in, in like, busted up homes, they just lost their homes, like, completely. Yeah. Like, whatever Jesus, it was holding, man. you know, like, just so, you know. That's the still, thing, like... <sighs> It's I've, crazy, ha- I've
0: been more and more obsessed with like talking to my friends who have like Caribbean heritage because they all know someone right now who's hurting because last season just was rough. Yeah. Man. And we're coming on to a new, another one. And yeah. it's like, it's not, it's, it's like with, you know, the climate changing and whatnot, it's just getting harder and harder for folks down there.
1: I'm telling you, man. And, and it's exactly, it's like the weather, there's no predicting this.
0: So. And that's the thing is because we, I mean, you used to, everyone had, There was always hurricanes. There's always stuff. People Mm -hmm. knew they're like, I have family you know i had friends from puerto rico and i had you know family living down in florida and it was just like yeah it happens they're used to it they brace but the last couple of years have just been no
1: nah, no nah, it's been real cuz they're been making insane it, like, category 5 six, yeah seven, no eight.
0: exactly it's not little storms where like oh yeah a couple of trees are going to fall down they're like yeah. no houses are getting like ripped off the ground Yeah. It's, it's like
1: five and up it's not even you know before back then i remember cuz when i used to go to, you know i also got family in florida too yeah yeah they all they all hate the winter. they're not trying to come up here at all yeah, so yeah. they got they live down there and they always tell me oh my god we got another category four coming I'm I like, know I'm like is that bad or good I don't know I haven't been there in, in like ten years it was like no well it's getting worse now and they was telling me this five years ago
0: I know my my, my in laws live off the Georgia coast right. and like they're not even as far south but they're still you know in in like cat in hurricane world yeah yeah. <laughs> And it's lovely every time we go down there I'm just like, This is lovely. I was like, I could totally live down here. We could you know, just walk you know, drive around on a moped my whole time. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, This would good. be a great life and then You know, we'll be talking to him and be like, call my brother-in-law. Like, hey, Steven, how you doing? He's like, ah, we're good. We're evacuating right now. (laughs) Everyone has to leave the island. We're going. It's like, oh, shit. It's real. Like, the last, like, three years in a row, they've had to go evacuate for at least, like, a week or two just because things are getting just nailed.
1: That's why I'm good in New York. I'm good here.
0: I know. I know. They
1: keep telling me come back. I'm like, i will go visit, but I'm not going to stay there.
0: I love love living in New York. I really do. I think the thing that New York does is it gets you into this... Idea of, yeah, I can move there, and then what do I do? <laughs> you're just, no, I, but
1: yeah, but that, that's what New York is about is that like, you know it's about hustle.
0: Exactly. No, it's it's it, it really is. You have to hustle to survive in this city, yeah. and like and then, and if you're not, you just get swept away real quick. The only way to make any forward progress is just going in there. I mean, exactly as you said before, you got into modeling, you were trying to be a boxer, and yeah. it's a fight every day to live yeah. in this city, exactly. and if you're not. If you don't have that that you know that backbone behind you it's 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 it rough
1: it's all drive man if you don't have that that's not the place for you man no i tell people that all the time hey, i want to be a model yeah come to new york exactly
0: come to new york i know that's the thing i know so many models right now that are, because a lot of guys shoot on location so yeah. there's a lot of, i mean you and i can say like three years ago i think it was you and me working that was really it we were the only ones doing stuff then kelvin came on kelvin started working a lot and then um now there's a whole flood of new dudes working which is awesome but a lot of them are like kind of like you know you dip your toe in a little bit there because you know their lives are hard they have lives established in other cities and doing other stuff and you're just kind of like and they asked me they're like what can i do i'm like you move to New York, you can all of a sudden take all the little gigs that i i mean doing the big gigs is great, but you and I like a lot of uh, some, you know, models, they look down on doing, like, e-com shoots and whatnot. You, you okay. and me are just, on like, money is money. I we, will go and we grind those out.
1: We're doing everything.
0: Exactly. We're doing stuff without our face even. We're just doing yeah, that's,
1: <laughs> the, that's the best ones, because you can just come in bushy as shit. And that's the
0: thing. I just recently did one where they're like, Zach, you need to come in. But It's waist down only. All day. I'm like, okay, cool. That's like, cool with me. Just I'll be right there. And everyone's like, oh, that's not, you don't get the posterity. Don't you want to be in magazines and do that stuff? And I'm like, because I'm doing this stuff, that's why I'll get into those other stuff exactly that's the thing you can't be afraid in this to work people think people look at modeling as like super glamorous and a lot of it is as I said we go in and our meals are catered and we get to go to cool places it's super glamorous but then you get on set and you're just like yeah it's a fucking tough job okay. <laughs> you're grinding it out i'm
1: telling you my brother he just did a shoot because one of my boys he's be, he's becoming a photographer yeah, he's yeah doing his thing so my brother goes and he p- puts on a suit and shoots or whatever he shoots for two hours and he's like oh my god man my back is killing me yeah Fuck you mean, like,
0: dude? We try doing that ten hours a
1: day. Yeah, I was like, try ten hours, twelve hours. I was like, you don't understand what we go through. It's just that you see the glamour,
0: or we don't see the work. That's the thing. That's one of the reasons I like shooting, uh for PVH, just because you and I will both go in there and like, we'll flip out because PVH owns a bunch of brands. They yeah, own like Izod and Van Houston mm-hmm. and Tommy Hilfiger, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Tommy, they own huh? Tommy and all that. Mm-hmm. So they own a bunch of brands. So like, we'll go in there and it's e-com is the toughest thing to do people uh, don't realize how hard uh, e-com is it is the worst it pay it pays the le- the least uh, and it's the hardest amount of work you do as a uh, model but you know you pay your dues you keep uh, going through it uh, but i always love doing pvh because usually when you do e-com it is just you Doing right. like a hundred outfits, like nonstop. And luckily for us, for PVH, it's you and me each doing 50. So we at least yeah. get to breathe in between. Yeah, we knock shit out quick. Exactly. Stretch our back out. Yeah. It was you crazy. and I always go in there, like. <laughs> First thing we always do is count the rack. We walk yeah. in, like, how many we got to do? <laughs> That's We're the like, first we'll thing. Get,
1: we'll get through this. We got this. Don't worry. And then then the, then the style is always doubting us. No, we won't. Like, no, we me. won't.
0: You're like, I will make sure. We'll make sure we got it. Exactly. How do, you, how do you like the shirt tucked? <laughs> like, I will make sure. It's perfect. Crease it across. We are getting out of I'll here. I'm telling you,
1: quick. Ross knows.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's she how knows. you know with e-com. That's how you get through e-com is you just, I need to know, like, straight up, like, when I get there, like. How many are we shooting? Or are you the kind of company, like cause some companies have so much stuff, like I do work with Amazon and they tell me like flat out and they're just like, We're shooting until six, just so you know. I'm like, cool. Now I know what pace to go at. When you know, if I know I'm just going here the whole time, then I'll keep you know, I'll keep working, keep busting shit out. But then, you know, you go into something for PVH and they do the whole thing, like, Yeah, we have eighty-three shots between the two of you guys. And we get to leave when we're done. Yeah, like, <laughs> and oh, you and me yeah. are like, wow. Let's bang this shit up. Let's get this out. For real. You and I will be there cutting lunches early. Like, we're good to go. We're yeah, good. we're good. <laughs>
1: yeah, good? Oh, no.
0: Get off of Instagram. Come on, let's work. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. Let's get it done. That's how it is. Well, that's the that's the work ethic in the big and tall worlds. because we all were used to working. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. like, people don't, like, time is money. Yeah. I'm, I can do something else. like, Oh, ASAP. Because <laughs> for a long time, like. I was, you know, also still working my bartending gig in yeah. between things. So I was just like, yo, if I can get out early, I can grab a sandwich before I have to be behind the bar.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, telling you, but, but you know me, I, I got an actual nine to five. I know, you me. still yeah. work nine <laughs> to five. You <laughs> like, know, I quit the shit and then they call me back. Like, yo, you can't quit, man. I you know.
0: <laughs> it's every time we hang out, I'm always just like, are you still working there? He goes, I keep trying to quit. They won't let me. <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy, man. But now you have this thing where you basically have like a relationship with them where you're like, then I'm just going to tell you like two seconds before I can't show up and yeah. you'll have to cover me. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine.
1: Yeah, that's good. Like, We're working out. Don't worry. I'm like, oh, okay.
0: Oh, my God. Do you ever think about, I mean, I know you think about quitting. You try to quit all the time. But yeah. Because like, you're working enough where you don't need to be doing the nine to five anymore.
1: I, I, I know. I'm still working nine to five, though, just because. Uh, I would say tax purposes.
0: Taxes are helpful. People, I'm telling you. We, so we don't pay taxes up front. Right. every job we do, guys, we're private contractors. Yeah. So we get paid, and the taxes come off the back end. But the problem is, you don't think about taxes. Yeah. <laughs> I think you about get money and you see money, and you're like, "Oh, this is great." No, I do the same thing too. Right. The last, I haven't been these last like two months of the year. Every, I've gotten to the point where I learned over the last couple of years. I just don't touch any of the money I make for the last like two months. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to have to hand that to the tax, or, you know, I'll do what I can, you know, with an accountant to make it as less as possible. But yeah. like, I
1: pay them every year, man. I've been I know. paying them every year exactly. for like 18 years. I know
0: you have to because they don't take taxes out. I know. And but it, you
1: know what's crazy, though, that what I learned the other day? And um, when you, if you don't ever pay taxes, you don't ever have to pay taxes. You know that, right? <laughs> what? There's, no, I there, don't. There's no law that says you have to pay
0: taxes. Yeah, there is. You get, you go to jail.
1: No, it's if you like, if you, of course, if you put in like to pay your taxes to get a return. Like yeah, yeah. You're yeah, one of those yeah. guys that you work a regular job and you get a return. But if you never like, if you never put your social security up and all that, you don't have to pay anything. A oh. friend of mine, he's been working. uh I don't know. Thirty years? This dude never paid taxes ever.
0: Jesus, because he
1: never he never got a return back. He never went to IRS. He never none of that. He just
0: fell off the grid and he never dead had to work. Like,
1: there's no law that says you have to pay taxes.
0: Well, I am very much. I just on learned that the other thing. day. I was so pissed. But isn't like, there a whole what? thing? I mean, no. But people go to jail for tax evasion all the time.
1: No, yeah, because of course, if you work for an amount of money, like I said, like like uh, Wesley Snipes, that got like. I don't know, things like ten million or whatever. I know no, exactly. You, you gotta pay, of course it's ten million. But it's like these regular guys is like working nine to five. He didn't he never put his social security up to get a return. He just He like, <laughs> like, just
0: snuck out.
1: I was like, I don't know how the hell he did that, but but then he has some letter from the Treasury saying that uh that like,
0: Someone like, someone did tell me that once, that there's a certain process you can go through mm-hmm. where you can essentially sue the government to yeah. never pay taxes. Exactly. And like I was reading an article about that. Oh, and basically a letter, though. Yeah, a letter. yeah, no. And this the thing, you'll get a letter from the treasury, but oh. everyone has told me basically that they're like, yeah, don't do this. Is it possible? Sure, yeah. but most likely, what's gonna happen is they're gonna gut your fucking life. Oh, they're yeah. they're gonna they're gonna they're yeah. gonna garnish wages. They're gonna kill you. Like you need to be ready for that fight if yeah. you are gonna try to make He's that. He's never fight.
1: filed taxes. That's why I'm like, how the hell you worked here, niggas? <laughs> He said, No, I got this letter from the IRS. I was like, Oh, all right, man, you have some good different, for you. You went pseudo on me. Okay. That's
0: amazing. I do not recommend that to any me of my listeners. Me we, <laughs> <neither>. we did. <laughs> me neither. I'm just We're, mad. we're just telling stories. I <laughs> was just
1: upset, though, when he told me he do not pay taxes. I was like, What? I know. I know. Well, well, me in taxes. well,
0: we pay him and pay too much. Not too much. I don't know. I don't know how much it's worth. Like, that's the thing about taxes. I can't put a dollar amount on, like, how much i feel like i should pay to like use the roads i didn't pave like yeah. <laughs> if you look at it that way i was yeah. like i'm like so i understand i understand taxes i just hate them it was way Me easier too. when i was working a job that just took them out so you never see them and it People know, it's you. yeah it doesn't bother you at all you okay. just get your paycheck you know that you make this but this is what you get after taxes it's huh. cool but when you're just paid outright and then all of a sudden april you sit down and they're like yeah you owe this 8, many 000? yeah like, this many thousands of dollars and you're just like
1: oh that's crazy
0: I'll oh i'm not looking forward to that yeah
1: that's why i got a nine to five for that reason yeah
0: no it's smart it's yeah. real smart that's one of the reasons that, like i have one client who uh does take taxes out and I I always I work with I'll work them as many times as they'll let me just because I'll be like yeah you're the only taxes I pay outright so every time I go to that job and I do the thing where I'm like filling out the W-2 they're like how many you know what do you claim how many exemptions do you claim I'm like zero Mm -hmm. it's like take all the taxes this is just what I'm doing when I come to this job is Mm -hmm. I'm paying taxes on my other shit (laughs) so exactly you have to you got to figure it out it's a it's scary yeah. People even say, like, one of the things you can do, um, whether you're a model or a photographer or an artist or whatnot, is to actually incorporate and become a business. Like, turn your, like, you, like, Miguel Perdomo is a business. Zach Miko is a business, Mm -hmm. which we are. Of course. We are a business. Of course. We're literally selling our likeness and our time. Mm -hmm. So, like, you and I are a business, but you know I have to sit down and actually do that's another thing I was asking Chris about because Chris has become such like a mogul and like you know he only, he has his own fragrance line and so I asked him flat out I was just like how do I do this and he says Zach I got you know it, it made my life so much easier mm-hmm. because now you know it's way easier dealing with the business tax laws than it is with personal tax laws especially in america where they're like yeah businesses can get away with what they want (laughs) and it is murder exactly as we see every single time but you can get a bailout that's fun i remember all that stuff going down yeah where it's just like yeah this business failed so we gave him one and a half billion i was like wait what I'm not doing that good either. <laughs> Give me one and a half billion. You can bail me out. Or you like, get off the grid.
1: Exactly. I'm telling you, I get a million dollars, you're never going to see me again. I'm going to oh, just let you know where I'm at. I see like, yeah, the I'm same
0: ahead. thing when we're talking about, um, what was it, like a couple weeks ago where mm-hmm. the Powerball, or the, not Powerball, Mega Millions was over a billion. Yeah. I was like,
1: man. You know, one guy from, I think from Harlem hit it, right? something like that? No,
0: no. A guy in South Carolina oh, won it. And he got real lucky because um, there's only like eight states where your name doesn't have to be released if you win the lottery. Like mm-hmm. in New York, if you if they'll put your name on the front page of the Daily News, be like, Miguel won <laughs> one point six billion. I'll, I'll pay them not to Everyone do it. Everyone go collect. Whereas in South Carolina where the guy won, they they there's no they don't have to do it. So he's just like, no, don't say my name. The guy's probably still going to work and whatnot. With, All right. waiting for his one point six billion to clear. I'm telling you. Oh that that's the kind of money I always wonder. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, we're doing okay. Like, I'm feeling comfortable. I, my, my bills are paid, but like, then in this business, we come into contact all the time with like people who have real money yeah. and it is like, for example, you're doing great. You're having a great time, but you're talking to Diddy on the other end of the phone. You're knowing that Yes. Yeah.
1: no one knows that. You yeah. know, and I don't tell nobody either, you know, cause I don't like, I'm not one of those guys that be like, Oh, you know, I need you to look at me. No,
0: Exactly. But it's true. It's like, we come into contact with people who have so much money that every now and then they say something and you're just like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I was like, you know, I'll be asking like, oh, what are you guys doing? Hey, hey man, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving break? And you know, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going down to Georgia. You know, we're going to see my niece and nephew and hang out with my in-laws. What are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm going to Bali. I'm like, why? And they're like, hmm, you know, meditation. I'm like, Oh, shit. Okay, cool.
1: I didn't, yeah, I go to the
0: gym to meditate. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Bali, I don't got Bali money, man. I know,
0: I know, I know, I know. And then, like, someone, I I can't remember who was saying it, but I was talking to some people and they were complaining about, like, man, they changed the the tax rules. I had to go down to Panama and empty my accounts. And I was just like, what? Why do you have accounts in Panama? Crazy. crazy, I know. It, it, every now and then we just get. A, I feel like that's the thing: As the models we just get, because unless you're one of the in this, you're like you know the Hadids or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're still living with regular people, money, yeah. and then every now and then. But we're we're in proximity to people with not real money, and you're just like, right. oh man, you your see life sounds like, shit. I to do that. I know. I want to do that. I know. It's it's it, it like. I have such a desire to do things that I never thought I would. Like, I, I, I always just told me, because I moved to the city to be an actor, and I was like, as long as I could pay my rent, I'm going to keep going. And now my rent's paid, so now I start thinking about other things I want to do. And then what happens is you see these people who've started these businesses and have made money, and you're just like, oh, shit. That's you what don't I want to be do. an actor? Exactly. I want to open a business now. <laughs> no, exactly. So I was like, I can do both. Yeah. And that's the thing. In the world of the internet, you can do everything. I mean, yeah. you do acting stuff too. You do, you know, and we, we have the ability to do whatever we want.
1: Yes, yes, indeed. And I want to do the same thing. I want to be an actor. I want to be kind of like, I want to say like The
0: Rock. Yeah. Great. <laughs> That's yeah,
1: I want to be like him. You know, how well not be him, but I'm saying I want my career to be like his. Exactly. Like he's man. On everything,
0: man. I know. And it, it's true, and it's and I think he's a good example of you can be there's mm-hmm. a lot of dirt bags in like the business oh. world and the yeah. entertainment world. Yeah, yeah. I mean and I know we work with divas all the time. I again <laughs> we're lucky. Working in the big and tall world, none of the dudes at the modeling thing no. are divas because no. they're all just Super happy to be working. Very happy to be working. It's but okay. every now and then, you know, we're doing like a group shot or something like that, and we'll be working with someone who's like a total diva, twenty-two years old, like only red MMs. Exactly. For me. Never worked a day in their life, and it's just like, oh, you get that itch, and you're like, I want to
1: punch you in the face. I, <laughs> but I'm
0: like, but
1: I gotta contain myself because you know I'm in, I'm in a room full of too many witnesses. No, not, exactly.
0: No. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's just kind of like, but I think The Rock's a perfect example. Of a guy, it's like no. You can be a good dude and go all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, he's
1: a great man. He's one of the greatest actors. I mean, greatest action actors. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this guy's killing everything. Exactly.
0: And I, so many people complain about him now. They're like, oh, he's everywhere. I can't turn on a movie without watching The Rock. And I know you and me who know the ebbs and flows of this business. I was like, no, let him get his money. He worked hard. He worked. This is the time he is. Getting paid out, yeah. let him get everything he, paid he all wants. His dues, man. <laughs> he did. They I mean, it, man. no wrestling, especially like when he started. I mean, he was lucky to become one of the superstars. But you know, his his dad and his grandpa were wrestlers, and they went through. And it was a it was a dirty business back then, and it yeah. was tough. It spending. wasn't.
1: It wasn't. They didn't have money like that. Oh no, okay, no, okay no, 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 no.
0: They they were. It was enough to like provide for your family. But the you big, weren't big, big stars. You were sitting yeah. there. You know, and your you ass whooped, just getting, Yeah, getting your ass real whooped, especially in these like little regional things where they were like, "Yeah, you can't just fight. They're not into that." So uh, here's There's a somebody's p- garage. <laughs> so exactly, yeah, they're not into just fighting. So uh, here's a bat wrapped in barbed wire. I want you to crack that other dude in the head with it. And they're just like, "Okay, cool." And as soon as he bleeds, act like it hurts. Oh <laughs> my god, I remember. Um, you know, when I was a kid, wrestling used to be so much more intense than yeah, it is yeah, now. Yeah. It's it's good now, but when we were kids, I remember. I remember watching Mick Foley and what he would do is like just before he's about to start doing it, he'd knock a guy out and then he'd grab a bag full of like thumbtacks and just start throwing them all over the ring and you're just like, Oh no And then they're powering power bombing each other into the tacks and you're just like, This is crazy. Yeah
1: that mindset was gangster back then i know i know my favorite guy i think was uh i had, I had like three or four favorite guys i had like ultimate warrior of course loved ultimate warrior that you know, dude had add he was on crack everything <laughs> you know when he shake the ropes and all that we was like what the hell wrong with this guy but that made him popular yeah i love Hulk Hogan, of course uh who else uh marty janetti and the rockers yeah Sean yeah michaels that was for me it was
0: for me was i mean i was late to it like when i when i started watching it i was you know, I loved Andre the Giant, but Andre oh, yeah. the Giant was, like, on his last legs when I started getting into it. Like, literally, he, he was, you know. He, he was, was done. He was old. He yeah. was getting to the point where I watched the documentary on him, and they're like, his last couple fights, he could barely stand. Yeah. Like, because his back and his knees were so just messed up. Like, yeah. he could barely get in there.
1: He had a lot of weight on him, too. He had a lot
0: of weight on him. You know, he was a 500-pound dude, oh, and he was huge. And, he, you know, and when you have... Um, I can't remember the name of the disease, but essentially you have a pituitary, you have a tumor on your pituitary gland, which is why you never stop growing. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing is he's, you know, he's in his forties still getting growing pains because he's still growing and everything in his life is like so uncomfortable because nothing's built for him. Mm -hmm. He, you know, he did shows in Japan every week, so he'd get on an airplane, fly to Japan and he had to take up three seats because he's the biggest dude, you know, imaginable ever. Oh, man. It, they, those guys really, really broke themselves for the audience. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, no,
1: Hulk Hogan, and him, oh, Macho Man, too. Forget it. Macho
0: Man did it crazy. And Queen like, Elizabeth I love, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, whoa, who the hell is that? Just, <laughs> oh, my God. That was like my first crush. I know. I'm so excited. I mean, I've been getting back into wrestling lately just because, like, from a nostalgic point of view because, you know, oh, I yeah. used to be super – I was super into it when I was a kid, and then yeah. it kind of fell off. But for me, it was like uh, – undertaker, Mick Foley, course, all those guys yeah. are my favorites. Who the Undertaker's still going for Yeah, I know. How old is that guy now? He's almost 90? 60. Or I think he's in his 60s. He's uh, he's up there. He's still but he's still going. Paul Bear still there? I don't think so. No, no. Paul Bear actually Paul Bear died like 2 years ago, I remember. It was oh, was, I was sad, see. man. Uh. But he's still but, but Undertaker's still there. like breaking himself down I'm like sure. Uh, So, I've been getting more into it lately, and actually, we just, me and my friend and his brother, we just got tickets to this year's WrestleMania, which is going to be my first (laughs) thing. That's dope. I'm so excited for it. You're going to relive
1: the moments.
0: (laughs) Exactly. That's dope. Exactly. It's going to be fun. WrestleMania was the shit, man. I know. I mean, the fact, back then, you know... Wrestling started only regional, like yeah. every area. Like, the WWF was, like, just the Northeast, and mm-hmm. then, like, each place had it. And then Vince McMahon, way back in the day, mm-hmm. started snatching up all the stars from these regional things and slowly took over oh, the entire see, I didn't wrestling know that. match. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't know that. It was, it was, it was, and it was Northeast, sir? It was just Northeast. It was, like, New York and New York, New Jersey, and then, like, New England, and that was WWF. Was I thought like
1: it was just, Connecticut,
0: too, though. Oh, Connecticut, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, like, all those. And that's so... Okay. That was that was the WWF, but like you know, the South and the Midwest and the West Coast had all their own wrestlers mm-hmm. that did stuff. And yeah. then he slowly—he's a smart businessman. Of course, Just take, he is, you can yeah. say what you want about him as a person, but like as a businessman, he knew exactly what he was doing. I mean, I don't know him as a person. I always think he was dope. I think he's nice. I've heard, you know, yeah, it, yeah. we're in the tell-all generation where now. A lot of, um, Everybody's like, he's especially a well, that's he's the thing. Douche. A lot of documentaries are, you know, documentaries and stories are coming out, and like all these guys are now speaking up. Like years later, they're like, "Yeah, he's," apparently, like Jesse Ventura had a whole thing where wow. he hates Vince McMahon, so Vince McMahon fired him because Vince McMahon found out that uh, Jesse Ventura was trying to unionize the wrestlers because there's no union they're just they're just working for Vince, and oh, wow. and, and, they, and they have like no collective bargaining power whatsoever. Everyone's like individual. And Jesse Ventura tried to unionize all the wrestlers to, to deal with them. Yeah, and Vince McMahon got word of it, and that's why Jesse Ventura went away. That's why he oh, shut wow. him down. That's crazy. But also, that was some drama. Also, I didn't know that. Yeah. I know. I, I just found out this out recently. That was also some drama because Jesse Ventura found out it was Hulk Hogan who ratted him out to oh, Vince. Of course. So it was like yeah. <laughs> they used to be best friends, and now it's like it's really. Cutthroat oh, business. real cutthroat. It's <laughs> yeah. real cutthroat. But in doing that, you know, this is around the time where then Hulk Hogan, years later, became the biggest sports star in the world yeah, from yeah. doing stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. it's it's an interesting, I don't know. That's why. <laughs> he, he did what he had to do. Yeah, sorry, everybody. I was going off about wrestlers for a while. but no, it's, it's fun. That's what we built ourselves. I think that's the I thing, especially, that. like, growing up as big guys. We didn't have a lot of role models growing up. Nope. But we had wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling was the only time I saw a big guy, like, being looked to being, in a positive light. Like, people yeah. aspired to be these dudes. Exactly. And, like, so it kind of gave us a little, like, oh. Because not all of it, not everyone was, you know, ripped and shredded no, and whatnot no, no, no. like that. No, I mean, no, my no. favorite was, like, Andre the Giant, like, the big show. Yeah, the big show was terrible. Rashiki, who, <laughs> uh, who used to just rub his butt in people's faces and that, stuff. That dude was terrible. He was. But it's, it's like, now it's, like, you look at, it's kind of like those were our only... Yeah. Uh, role models back in the day. If you were a big kid, like yeah. that was the only person you could like look up to.
1: No, that too. And in boxing, Mike Tyson. Yeah,
0: no, exactly.
1: I love Mike Tyson. Everybody that know me know I love Mike Tyson.
0: He was. I was watching some of his old matches, and you forget. it has been hit, so long. How hard that guy hit.
1: He used to hit people like they owe him child support. Like, <laughs> bow, 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 just That's the thing you like, want.
0: You'd watch him fight, and you're just like, he his fists just move faster than everyone else's. Everyone yeah. else, you see the punch, with him it's like, they, the punches were just suddenly there. Yeah. And you were just like, oh.
1: And then his body catches up to it. Yeah, <laughs> no,
0: exactly. It was amazing the things he could do. I'm
1: telling you, he. I remember he knocked one guy out and then woke him back up. He knocked him out woke him up. I'm like, how the hell you hit him and then wake him up again? <laughs> How you put him on the ground and then stand him up? Like, well, how do you do that?
0: Oh my God! And then
1: he's the reason why, like, I got into boxing because I'm like, all right, this is how I got to defend myself. Then because watching Mike Tyson, and he's like, you know, at the time I was a product like him, but I wasn't as tall. So yeah, yeah. I got my growth spur late in the game. I got my growth spur senior year high school. Yeah, yeah. So before that, I was always
0: short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, <laughs> when, I w-
1: when I went to play ball in basketball camp in Arizona, mm-hmm. and I came, I left. Five, six? I came back six, four. My mother was like, what the hell?
0: And you're like, yeah, it, it happened. I do Sorry. And then all
1: my clothes was like fitting me small.
0: I know. That's the thing, especially back then is like, I feel like back then we all still had, um, I keep saying back then. I was like, that was like six. But, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, were, you know, kids. But no, no, exactly. But when we were kids, it was like, especially Everything was so focused on like, you know, you did want to box, you did want to fight, which people still do now, but there was still that like kind of elemental fear where you're like, someone's going to hit me. I don't know where, I don't know when, but someone's going to fight me and I need to know how to do it. I'm telling you. And now it's like, we've moved away, like for for good and bad reasons, we've obviously moved away from that as a culture, but it's still there and it's still like, I don't know, you get a certain amount of confidence knowing that like, okay, if something pops off, I know how to defend myself. I can defend myself at least and defend the people I'm with. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, for me, it's like I used to do karate and stuff when I was younger. I'm not saying but I did not still practice it. For me, it's simply from a size point of view. For me, I always get nervous because I'm like, man, people are going to look at me and be like, Zach, help us. And I'm like, shit, I'm just big. I don't know what I'm doing. You see? you see, that's how and it, it was. And for I me. just have that nervousness in my head. I'm yeah. like, man, if things go wrong, it's like they're gonna look to me, and I might be able to do something about it. But I'm just big. If, yeah. if I all of a sudden, if I have to, if this dude is going off, if I go up to him and try to stop him, and it turns out he's a black belt in Brazilian jujitsu, I'm gonna get my ass kicked. Oh
1: yeah, but no, <laughs> that's that's for me too, though. I mean, like, even though I box, but still, I know man, you, you can't you can't go against a guy that does jujitsu. You know? I know.
0: Well, that's what's gonna be cool. I think that's the next like realm of superstars. coming Coming up because mm-hmm. boxing's fallen off in popularity. Yeah, it's done. Like, it's done. But it, it's not what it was because there's no, right. there's no stars in boxing anymore. Mayweather's
1: right? retired. That's Mayweather's
0: right. retired. Pacquiao is a joke now. Yeah. I mean, he's not. A, he's still a good fighter, but he's not who he was. <laughs> he, he his reputation got bad the, after the, the Mayweather yeah, fight. Yeah.
1: The problem is that he took a payout. Yeah. He no. Took a payout.
0: And the fact is that he. F- I remember. Ooh,
1: he he could beat uh, Mayweather. I don't he know. could
0: beat Mayweather. I know he could beat Mayweather. And what? I remember watching that fight and watching them just dance. Neither of them really hit each other, the whole thing. They just danced it. around each other for 12 rounds. And then I remember it coming out later that Pacquiao... Because Pacquiao wasn't doing anything. We are just watching him not do anything. And then yeah. afterwards, he's like, yeah, I've been dealing with a torn rotator cuff for like two weeks. Right. And I'm just like, you, you just... You know how many dudes like... <laughs> Forget fans who you disappointed. Do you know any guys who put down tens of thousands of dollars in Vegas? You just fucked over by <laughs> not disclosing an injury at yeah. the beginning of the fight. Yeah, like and
1: that's crazy. And then uh, you know, also Mayweather. I don't know. if You know, he got like room doors, room doors arthritis. Rheumatoid
0: arthritis like yeah, yeah.
1: So the only reason why he fights in Vegas is because he can get a steroid shot in his hands. That's really, like, that's the only reason he fights in Vegas. So he they don't uh... let him fight nowhere. He, it, Trust me, Manny Pacquiao was like, come fight me in the Philippines. He's like, no. <laughs> he you goes, know I why. Need
0: I need that shot. Oh, my God. Because without that shot, he can't fight. Well, he's fighting that, that uh, uh, Chinese kickboxer kid. In Vegas. Oh, is it in Vegas? Yeah, I didn't he, even realize that. He can't that.
1: leave it. He can't leave Vegas.
0: I remember that he's fighting them and I was just kind of like, but I don't even know the rules of that fight. Because it's not a boxing match. It's going to be like MMA style, but. It has to, it's hands only. I think it's something like that. It's basically they're doing what McGregor had proposed to Mayweather a bunch of times. Uh, uh, that was a payout. No, it, it was. No, it totally was. That, that was a not a fight. fight. <laughs> if
1: they tell me and you, all right, Zach and Miguel, we're going to give you each 20 million, go out there and make it look like you're going to kill each other. I'd be like, you, you I'd be bit. like, man, I'm going to hug them all day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just be on the ropes, punch here and there, keep it
0: moving. Well, that's even like, I mean, even for like, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Conor McGregor. He's an, he's an asshole. He's a total asshole, but I still, uh, I'm a fan of his. I
1: think as an MMA fighter, he's great. As, and he's great. Great he's a great MMA
0: fighter. Yeah, yeah. Lost <laughs> horribly his last fight, but he was not. The guy he was fighting is just an unnatural beast. The guy, like, um, the eagle, Khabib, is, is so... Fucking good. Like yeah. even I was just like, Connor, I think you're great and I think the dude's gonna tear you up. Yeah, but <laughs> that's the
1: thing though, it's always like I think I think just because of that Mayweather fight, his head is like got a little bit big. But
0: so. he was talking about so he learned how to do it. He said he learned on the Mayweather fight, like how to promote and how to do stuff and how to like make money. Yeah. So like beforehand, the biggest payout he had ever gotten from the UFC was he won like 3 you know he got like 3 million for one of his championships which at the time was the biggest payout a UFC fighter ever had or anything mm. like that then he went on and he made 70 80 100 million dollars losing to Floyd Mayweather and he's like this is the kind of money I could be making <laughs> like so That's then he you. goes into this new fight which he lost and he was saying afterwards he goes all he goes when all said and done with promotion with, um, you know, with everything, with all the extras, with all that, I think I made 130 million off this fight. And he goes, and I got taught by businessmen in because, um, uh, WME IMG had bought out the UFC and you know, mm-hmm. their talent reps, right at WME was the one who sat down with Conor McGregor and just being like alright now gonna we're gonna it this way. now we're gonna tell you how to make money <laughs> like,
1: yeah that's how, that's how you gotta do it exactly I mean if, they, if, they, if someone teaches me how to do it like that trust me I'm gonna do it
0: I know I know I know I oh, know, I can't wait to learn how to do that. No, I'm <laughs> it's telling just you, like, me too. Because that's the thing is what you and I are now, like, let's be honest, we're lucky enough we have a lot of opportunities. We now get into the rooms where shit does happen, which yeah, never yeah. used to happen before. And no, it's no. all just about, I know for me right now, I'm just learning how to spin that. And I'm like, okay, how do, <laughs> <laughs> how do I make this come to the next level knowing what I know now?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's all hustle, man. Exactly. That's all it is.
0: No. Hustle and network. Exactly. Exactly. And luckily, you know, I mean, I wouldn't have met you if it wasn't for this business. True. Same. I mean, same. you know, maybe we'd get drunk at a bar <laughs> by accident yeah. one day. But, but, other not, than not, that, yeah, but not on set. <laughs> right? Exactly. Not on set for your friends and whatnot. But it's it's again, I mean, not to just like reminisce how far this has come in three years. Has it's been fu- life changing for me, and I know it's been life no, changing. No, definitely life
1: changing for me. I mean, especially now, you know, now that I got a son. Exactly. And it's funny because now when my son sees me like on uh, ads, and it's like, oh, dad, uh, you know. Yeah. So now, now he's starting to recognize me, which is. <laughs> which yeah, is and cool. recognize you somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, not nah, just like face-to-face, not face-to-face, it's face to face. Not face to face, but, you know, like in an ad. No. And exactly. it's like real cool. That's like the coolest thing to me, like him, you know, knowing that he knows how, who I am outside of being face to face. Yeah, it's amazing. Like watching him grow is like that's like best thing I've, I've I experienced. I can't even speak right now. Exactly.
0: Like, that's another reason you haven't left nine to five yet. Yeah, You're like man. I got a son now. I got to make sure. Yeah, I got a
1: little man. Man, I got to make sure he's good. You know? Wow,
0: what's his name again? His name is Michael. Michael. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, and he's adorable. Thank if you man. if you guys want to see him, he pops up in uh, Miguel's Instagram every five ten minutes. So oh, yeah, 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 for sure, <laughs> for sure. Little guy's always there. So yeah, he's always good to me, go. Man. Oh man. Um. So where do you think we're going as as like with the big and tall industry? Because right now we're doing good. Yeah. But I know you know we were talking earlier about how we think it's here to stay. Now, like yeah. how how? For example, what was it? Three years ago, mm-hmm. I remember the plus size women's industry was valued at twenty million, twenty billion dollars. The plus clothing oh, of industry. Of course, and that's 20 what we, we
1: need to get there.
0: This year, just recently, it was valued at a hundred billion dollars. Of
1: course, but th- they gotta understand that there's, there's real women that's buying clothes.
0: Exactly. Not the. I mean,
1: don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with a skinny woman. That's cool. That's your thing. That's your lane. That's cool. But there's a lot of thick women in the world. Exactly. Especially. And it's the
0: same. It's the same with men. And I always tell people like, back when uh, it was like valued at like twenty billion, I remember telling people I was like, you know, plus size industry is twenty billion dollars people aren't doing shit for big and tall guys for the plus size men in no. the industry. Oh. And if you could grow that to just, just cuz women buy more clothes than men, if you can buy if you can get the men's industry to 20 you know 25% mm-hmm. of what the women do. That means somewhere on a table in the world there's 5 billion dollars nobody's touching. Exactly. <laughs> no. And yeah. now that we know the real value of the women's market, now I'm just like, guys, there's $20, $30 billion in revenue. Plus. Nobody's touching. Because yep. I know me, I didn't buy clothes my whole life just because it was not a thing. They didn't fit me. I couldn't yeah. do anything. That's why I wore the same six things my whole life. Yeah, yeah. Now, even now, I mean, partially because I'm in the industry, but partially because... I have a chance to now where I'll look at clothes and just be like, oh, that's nice. I'm going to buy that. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> no,
1: of course. Now you got, like you got the opportunity to, you know, you got the opportunity. Yeah. Now. Back then we didn't have that. It was either uh, this white shirt, these blue jeans. Okay. And white shirt.
0: <laughs> that's always what it was. It was <laughs> a white t-shirt. Some converse that hurts your feet. Yeah. Jeans that are way too big or converse that are way too thin.
1: And then, <laughs> and then for these bigger tall companies, uh, if, you, if you guys are hearing us, please stop making the shirts. Big in the body, like long, but not. And then you make it wide. Like not everybody is big and wide. I
0: know. It's a, you got to get better for me. It's well. It's because what a lot of what them do is they they don't use a fit they don't model. use a fit model, and it, they don't realize really. for bigger guys you use a fit model for your original design. But you're making it at, you know, like a size medium.
1: Yeah, they want to scale it up. And they
0: they, they do. They just keep scaling and scaling and scaling. But, you know, you and I can attest our bodies, when we're gaining weight, they grow at different levels. (laughs) They're not going right to, you know, so they'll give you a lot of room in the belly. Yeah. but your neck will be choking because yeah. they don't realize how big guys we get big much bigger necks. that's my big that was my my biggest gripe yeah. uh, was they're like what's wrong I'm like we have way bigger necks than all of you guys think we do I haven't buttoned a top button on a collar in years <laughs> me neither and now finally I can again yeah because they're like, oh, you wear a double XL, so you should have like, you know, a 17 inch neck. And I'm like, yeah, by your weird math calculation, in reality, I have a 19 <laughs> and a half, 20 inch neck. <laughs> in, <laughs> so, in America, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm glad you think that's what I should be, but yeah. you know, your neck and shoulders get a little thicker. That's, so, right. that's just what happens. That's always where it doesn't fit, is like for me. With like with big and tall clothing that you, you can tell they didn't use a fit model. It's it's always neck and shoulders. And I'm then like,
1: Thanksgiving is is Thursday, so right oh no. now the weight I'm in right now, I'm not gonna be this this weekend. Exactly. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh my god. Exactly. The eggnog doesn't help.
0: Yeah, I don't know how to, I'm I'm gonna be the the best part is, you know, I'm going down to Georgia, so I know. Thanksgiving's already a heavy meal. It's about to get way heavier for me. Oh yeah, no, it's all good. I cannot wait. It's
1: all good and dangerous. Oh, Sounds good to me.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be so great. Awesome. Well, before we leave, yeah. Um, as we said, for a long time, it was just like you, me, and Kelvin working, and there's yeah. a lot of new guys coming up And into I'm glad now. we opened yeah. the doors for that. Like I'm guys. so happy you opened the doors. What do you think is the biggest piece of advice you can give some of the younger guys just starting out now?
1: Okay, so for you, for you young guys starting out now, if you see yourself in a, in in one ad, please do not get big headed. Like that's that's one thing I tell people all the time: Don't not get big headed in this industry. This industry will swallow you if you get big headed. If you get cocky, that you you shooting yourself pretty much in the foot. You know what I'm saying? So always be humble, and that'll keep you working forever.
0: Yeah, people want to work with people who yeah who they like working with. Yeah, yeah. Not I. I mean, you can test it too. I, I more I, than half the jobs I have yeah. is because. Somebody liked working with me on a different job. Exactly. And that's, and that's
1: how it is. It's all word of mouth.
0: Exactly. Right. And they're like, oh, he's super easy. to He's a nice guy, easy to work with. Let's have him in. You know, he's a pro. He knows what he's doing. Yep. He's not slacking off. He's, he's, not, he's not looking awkward on camera because yep. he knows what he's doing. And mm-hmm. It's all word of mouth. It's all about making sure. Yeah. Just be a good dude. That's, that's right. the thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really so it's simple. simple how do you how do I work? Be a good guy. Yeah. Be someone people like to work with. It's tough getting that first gig. Absolutely. Yes. Getting that first gig is real tough. Mm-hmm. And to get that first gig, you do have to just keep putting yourself out there. Yep. Keep believing. Keep, yep. keep reaching out to every brand you can. And just go. doing whatever. And
1: if they tell you no, that's a good thing. You know why? Because believe me, you learn more from failure than you do from success.
0: Absolutely. And if they tell you no, it means they took the time to respond to you, which is Already good. Already good. So, so you're on their radar enough where they actually responded. So, you know, keep pushing, keep doing it. That's right. Then once you get, I mean, we really are an industry that the it's so new. Don't expect to be going full time right away. No. No. Definitely. (laughs) Like, like we, as we know, it's you need to have side gigs. You need to have your other hustles going on, otherwise.
1: Don't stop hustling for one.
0: Never stop hustling. Always
1: keep your eggs in a million baskets.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Miguel, such a pleasure to have you, Likewise, brother. my brother. Thank Absolutely. You. Can't Thanks wait to talk to you next me, time, and I'll, I'll see you on set. Oh, for sure. See you <laughs> on set. You
1: already know. <laughs> Later, brother. Later.
0: Follow Miguel on all of the social medias, especially on his Instagram, which is at the real M P 23, Miguel Perdomo. Everyone follow him at the real M P 23. And you can follow us on all the social medias at Zach Miko, Z-A-C-H-M-I-K-O. On Twitter and Instagram at Facebook.com slash BigThingsPod, which I promise I will get better at updating. I told you guys this last week, but you know what? I'm recording these very close together, so it's still very fresh on my mind. I promise to get better at Facebook. But anyway, uh, please follow us at Facebook.com slash BigThingsPod. And until next week, remember to go out into the world and do big things.